Welcome to The Rant. I'm your host, Herman James, and on today's episode, I'll be talking about breaking through glass ceilings. This part of the podcast is brought to you by Libsyn. Are you looking to start a podcast or want to know where to move your podcast to to get the best possible outcome? Libsyn is the top-rated host for your podcast. Use promo code HERMAN for your first month free. Hey everybody, Herman James here. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for doing everything that you guys do for the podcast. I really appreciate it. After the uh, lackadaisical summer vacation we've had here, things have been steadily increasing. I'm watching the numbers grow. A lot more interactions coming uh, because of it. It's been really fantastic. And it's because of you, the listeners the ones that we participate with, the ones that do the most interacting on social media and listen in the comments on uh, iTunes. They're really appreciated. It was, uh, it's been a little bit of a different volume increase for the podcast. For those of you that don't know uh, about the marketing aspect of podcasting and the viewer-listener kind of relationship of things, and how the numbers kind of increase depending on the platform you're on. We just lost a platform, PodCoin. Uh, PodCoin was a good platform, in my opinion. There are glitches and niches in each one that are good or bad. This one in particular was something that was willing to feature the rant on their weekly bonus sheets, which gave us great great publicity for free. We didn't have to pay anything to be on there, and we were always on that bonus track, which you got paid twice as much, if you listen to the commercials, to listen to the rant. Listen to me rant, really. And they paid you for it. It was fantastic. I got numerous gift cards from them for doing it, and I am sad to see them go. Uh, They are looking at doing some other ventures, some other things that will be in the same realm and kind of come back in that same genre of platform for uh, podcasts. I mean, the whole thing's shifting. That's kind of the way it's going. But I do want to put a good thumbs up and thank you out to PodCoin for being supporters of the show and for helping us grow to a new market. Uh, Now, back to the topic at hand today is... Basically, what I consider a glass ceiling, that invisible barrier that is holding you back from being a better person, having better success, better goal uh, apprehension, all of that. Um, This comes to me as a personal issue because I've dealt with this a lot in my life. And as I've said on previous episodes, it's something that I deal with on a regular basis and I've learned to kind of get around or go through and figure out, but it never ends. It's always there. And I like the idea of it being called a glass ceiling because that means you can break through it. You can still get there. Now, I'm not talking glass ceilings in any term that is by gender by ethnicity or race or sexual orientation, anything to that degree, because that's just wrong in general. And I don't agree or subscribe to any of that. 
But what I'm talking about is more an opportunity that anyone should be able to have that you're being held back from doing. Now, that might be because of your own fears of doing it, your own apprehensions of doing it and pursuing things, or it might be because there are corporate reasons in the way, family reasons, financial reasons, or it could be geographical. Maybe the glass ceiling is there because the way to succeed would be to move, and you don't want to do that. And that's understandable. I totally understand that. I I don't want to move either, so I wouldn't be someone that would be apt to subscribe to if you move out of this area and travel X amount of miles away, you could be getting paid the same amount of money, but your cost of living would be different. Well, it's not just the cost of living. Living itself would be different. That's fucking, that weirds me out, that freaks me out. I don't want to give up my cost of life, my self-worth, just to reintroduce myself and my family to a situation that wouldn't necessarily be all that much different. Now, I might possibly be able to get more income out of it, but the moving costs, the stress, the mental pressure, is that going to be worth it? Uh, And today, uh, no craft beer sponsors. Uh, We've got to get back on getting that out. Today, we're just doing the uh, Light and Airy and Fresh, the Trulies. Commercials all over the place about these fucking things. And everyone talking about how these are the Zimas and why are people drinking these? Because, motherfucker, they are more alcohol content or ABV uh, by volume than most light beers would be. And there's no carbs. I don't get fatter. That's really all it is. I don't get fatter. That's all I'm looking for. Just it's vanity for myself. I don't care. Call me a bitch. I'm still drinking it. What are you doing? You call me a bitch. Sucks to be you. Um, now off that tangent, the glass ceilings that I deal with a lot in my life have always been because I have a problem. The problem I have is I have a work ethic. Yeah, apparently that's a problem. I show up early. I work late. I do more than what my job is for and to do. So that the company can do better, so that I can show myself worth, show I'm an ambitious individual, and that I want to grow with the company, and I want to be a part, an integral part of a company, not just a cog in the system. And unfortunately, because I've always been that person, I've always been told that they can't let me leave that position, because that would hurt the company. And they can't take that kind of a hit. The hurt would be fiscal, that they would actually lose money, or it would take two people to replace the work volume that I currently sustain. Which, it's fucked, because that really lets you know where I am on the pay scale in those jobs. Because people making six, seven figures, when they have that kind of a workload, it is cheaper to fire them and hire two and three other people at a lower scale to do their jobs so the company can retain more money than to pay that one person that high amount of money, especially if it's commission-based sales and commission-based pay. And where I come from, I, I did a lot of hospitality. I did a lot of restaurant work and 
things that still made me really good money, but because I did so much more than everyone else, I wasn't able to become management or become a higher position or make more money because you're perfectly fine where you are, which is fucked up. So I now deal with that currently as well in the current position that I set for my normal job. Now, the difference in this is, A, yeah, I bust my ass, and the management knows that I bust my ass. They acknowledge me that I bust my ass. But the problem is, no one else has a fucking work ethic, and that's a problem for me, because they don't do any work, and I do all the work. I can't move because I have to hold their fucking hands like a bunch of bitches they are. I get penalized for having a work ethic. You get penalized for having a work ethic as well. Golly, I can't speak. And uh, I guarantee it's the same idea. When you were told by management that you're paid very well for what you do, that's a fucking horrible response to any request of an employee. When you're told you're too valuable to lose in the position you're in and you're not quitting, that's a horrible response for an employer to tell an employee. They're not helping you. They're not letting you grow. They're not helping you grow. They're not letting you help the company. They're saying you can go fuck yourself because if we move you, we lose money. And on top of losing money, we have to pay someone to do your job. And they're probably not going to do it as well as you do it. So we'd rather not and hire someone else for that higher position that you want. Because we have to train someone anyway. Why lose income for doing it? Yeah, it's fucked. It's a fucked, fucked scenario. But I always have workarounds. I've always got mental game plan that I am working with and I have got fun ideas for myself that'll work for me that doesn't endanger my job, doesn't give me the possibility of ultimatums and it doesn't make the company hate me or loathe the idea of the propositions I'm putting forward. So that's what I want to talk about in this podcast today is what I do how I'm able to get ahead and what I'm doing now to further myself, to better myself, to show this company that I mean business and I want that higher position or the higher amount of money that comes with the workload that I am performing. Because if not, I make myself more marketable and valuable for not only the industry I work in, but for any industry I want to go in. And here's how I'm going to do it. Are you trying to grow your audience? Are you trying to expand your market on social media? Check out thehermanjames.com to pick up our podcast social media marketing checklist that is guaranteed to grow your market and grow your audience and expand your internet presence more than you ever thought possible. That's thehermanjames.com for our podcast social media marketing checklist. So the ways I go about figuring out how to get ahead in a company is to 
assess internally what I want, what I want to do, and what I want to become, and what that company has to offer me. Now, let's start from step one. Let's say you're looking to get an adult job, a career, versus the day-to-day, hourly, ins and outs, punch on a clock that you're not happy with anymore. So, assuming you've done the legwork, you have the proper qualifications for said job or jobs, now, what is it that you want to be within that particular company? What is it that you want to be able to achieve with that company? That's the end goal. That's where you want to be. Now, I joke a lot about Cat Williams, talking about him not wanting to fuck with people that don't keep pushing it, but that is a great motto to have for yourself. Don't be content in where you're at. I don't even like the word content because that makes me think that you're giving something up. You're sacrificing something so that you can be happy right there. That shouldn't be a thing. You should always be happy. You shouldn't be content with where you're at. You should be happy with where you're at. Content means you're sacrificing something in my book. So I don't want to be content and I don't want to be comfortable in the position that I'm in because that will allow me to stop pushing myself. So now you know what you want to be, where you want to be. Now you need to figure out how you're going to get there. So you get hired on with the company and the main thing I like to make sure that I do on any job interview I've ever been at or any time I've talked to a supervisor or a higher up but moving up on the position is letting them know from day one, I will not be in this position for very long because I want to learn. I want to grow with the company. I want to be a huge part in this company so we can be successful together so that we can grow together and neither of us get left behind. That lets them know that I'm serious. I'm not just coming on to sit on a fucking desk and punch a clock. I'm in, I'm out, no worries, no thoughts. I want them to know that I'm a serious individual, a serious applicant, and I'm going to be not only an employee, the greatest employee they're going to have. So now you've got the position, you've sold yourself well, they understand what you want to do. Stick to your fucking words. Stick to your goddamn guns. Do it. You said you wanted to be a higher up. You said you wanted to work remotely. You said you wanted to be making six figures within five years. So stick to that plan. You told them that's what you wanted. They love that about you to start with. So keep going with it. Now, There are things you find out prior to getting a job or once you're in a job that are huge, huge bonuses for having that job. If a job is willing to pay 
to get you certified in different aspects of your job or pay to let you take classes to get licenses for different aspects of your job to just get continued education to get a bachelor's, a master's, an associate's, whatever it might be. Take them up on it. Do it. Yes, it's more work. Yes, I fucking hate taking more classes. I hate doing it all the time. Absolutely despise doing any of it. But that shows the employer you mean business and you're very, very serious about what you told them. Now, this is a twofold idea for you. A, it's going to put you in a better position in that company when a higher up position becomes available because now you're more apt to get it because you've learned with the company, you've grown in the company, you've taken class with the company, they can see what you've done. They know what's going on. They're not hiring outside of the company to bring someone to learn a new system, to learn everything from scratch. You know it and you have a degree or a better certificate than what they're asking to have. You're now overqualified for the job. You're overqualified for the job you're sitting in now. So why not put you up where you belong? Because that's not only good for you, it's good for the company. They're going to do well by putting you there. It's win, win, win. Now, the other side of this coin is they've paid for you to do these classes, to get these certs, these degrees, these licenses, whatever it may be. And they don't bump you up anywhere. Okay. But they've paid for everything. All of it. Books, tuition, testing, all of it. It's all paid for. So now you've been able to further your education. You've also made yourself more marketable. Now because you've done this, yeah, you're sitting there. But guess what? You now have more education. Your name is longer because you have the PhD, MD, BS, CPS, MDMA, all at the end of your name. Yeah, some places don't give two shits about any of that. Some places do. And you know what sucks now with this digital world? You're judged on your resume. So yeah, that puts you ahead of other people when it's on paper. For jobs you don't know the hiring agent, it works out well. And you didn't fucking pay for it. That's fan. Fantastic. You made yourself more marketable. The downside to doing this and doing it within your own company is that a lot of companies can't give you a higher rate of pay when you're already with them. If you don't get a title change or role change of some of that extent, most companies do about an average of about 5% maximum uh, of a raise a year. And typically, it's 5% for the whole department. So, some get 5 some get none. And most people fall somewhere in between. So, now you've taken all this time out of your life. You've taken these classes. You're certified. You're licensed. You can do all this stuff. They paid for you. Great. And you got 3.5% raise and maybe a bonus. So, that's some perk to the system. But I always say you work for a title. Don't do shit for free. Don't work for a company and not get a title to go along with it. They might not give you a bump, but they give you a title and that makes you marketable. Again, that makes you more valuable to other companies because you have that title. 
Now, another good thing to remember, what I like to do is to befriend people in the company. Now, yes, it's always good place to just be a nice individual in the work world because let's be honest, you're going to sit in an office, if you work in an office, a job in general, more than you are going to be at home. So if we take myself, you figure I work an eight hour day with an hour lunch that's nine hours, but I'm there early and I leave late. So I'm really there for 10, 11 hours a day. Plus it takes me about half an hour to 45 minutes to commute. So let's call it 11 to 12 hours a day. I'm not in my house. By the time I get home, I am home for maybe four to five hours before I go to bed. Now that includes my significant other, my pets, my housely duties, as well as doing the normals of eating, changing, and of course, podcasting. Yeah, I enjoy doing this. I've been doing it for a long enough time where it's fun for me, pays some of the bills, which is always nice, and I get to talk to some really cool people on doing it, so I really enjoy doing this. But that means for 12 hours out of every day, I'm either on my way or coming home from or at my job. I'm not home that much. So it's a good common practice to be friendly to the people you work with. You don't have to like them. I don't, I really like the people I work with. Let's be honest. I really fucking like them. Uh, I enjoy some of them. I don't respect the majority of them as coworkers because they're fucking horrible fucking employees and I have to fucking do the work. So no, they're fucking idiots. But some of them I can hang out with outside of work and be perfectly fine. They're good people. They're just shitty coworkers. So is life. But I've got to be there all the time. So, befriend people at work. Now, pick and choose the right people to befriend because you want to make sure you're friends with the people that tend to have a little bit of pull, the people that are up in higher up positions because whether they like or are liked by management, they're the higher paid, they're doing really well, and you want them in your corner. You want to be in their corner because you will learn the ropes, the tricks, the tools of the trade to up your game to get higher up in the company. And if there are no higher up positions, how do I get higher rates of income, which is equally important. Sales jobs don't typically have higher positions. They've got better districts. They've got better products. They've got better locations. Those are what you're looking for, even the perks. So the people that are in those positions are the ones you want to find out and want to befriend because it's really about who you know in this world nowadays. Like I said, that shit that's on the back end of your name on a resume looks great. Now you're in the company. Now fuck. Now what? Now now what the fuck does that matter? Nothing. Nothing matters anymore. So now it's about who you know because people that are unqualified for positions are getting them way above you because they know the right people. Now they're fuck-ups, they don't last very long, they're burnouts, or they fucked company over, but you still didn't get it after that because someone else knew somebody that got the recommendation and got there. Know the right people. I don't care if you have to fake being their friend. Fuck it. Buy their love so that you get referred to that job. 
That's what you need to do. So now, you're getting paid to get further education. You've befriended the right person. Now, you need to find out how to get the position. What position do they have that you want? Is it becoming available? Is it already available? Is your supervisor or the head of the company willing to make a position for the right person? Find these things out. These are what you want to know. People are always talking about moving companies, leaving companies, going somewhere else. I fucking hate this place, blah, 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 blah. You always hear supervisors talking about this guy's always late. This girl's fucking horrible. This person sucks ass. They never meet their numbers. They're never here on time. They always leave early. She's always with her kids. There's always things you can hear and gossip going on so you can find out what position you can jockey yourself in for. You can talk the person down, talk them up, do what you have to do to get there so that when that position becomes available and before it becomes available, the right people know you want that job and that you're overqualified for that job, that you will do better than the last three people that were in that job because you're educated, you're friendly, and now people are recommending you for that job. That's what you want to do. That's how you have to get that foot in the door just to get there. So now the problems I have is I get right to this position, this portion of the moving up the ladder. And what happens to me is someone's blocking me. Either... It's my direct supervisor who doesn't want to train someone else because they're fucking lazy. It's a coworker that thinks they're entitled to something that they aren't, but they're going to get bitchy and pissy and cop a fit about it. Or I have worked too hard and I will take too much off the table if I leave. There are three ways of doing this. You can go directly to your supervisor and tell them this is exactly what you want and why you want it. And they can either agree with you and say they're going to recommend you for the position to whomever is hiring manager or whoever is going to do that for you. Maybe it's them. Maybe it's a small company. I don't know. But the opposite is they could tell you you're wrong or agree with you and say that they're not going to do anything though because they don't want to lose you. So now, you're stuck. You've told your supervisor what you want, and they told you what they want. You have no pull, they do. Now you're back at square one, and now you're angry. And now you're just frustrated. So your work quality could potentially go down or be sacrificed for it, but you don't want to do that because you don't want the big boss, their boss, to know that's happening and to reprimand you for it or to let you go because now your work has gone down. You you didn't get what you want, so you've pissed someone else off. Maybe the hiring or promoting manager doesn't know that. Just sees that your work quality has gone down and now you have to be disciplined. And all you did was you asked for the position for the promotion that was available. And because you didn't get it, not only did you not get it, you're getting fucking disciplined ain't that life
Now, the other way of doing it is to go through that person. And by this, I mean you go up and you tell them, hey, I want to do this. I want this position. I'm letting you know that I am not only applying for a transfer or promotion or whatever it might be, but I'm letting you know, no matter what you say, I'm going to do this. And if I don't get this, this is going to be the result. That's how you go through someone. You just fucking run them over with it. Because there are two options. They can completely block you or they can go with you. You don't give them the option of you waiting on them to get their approval. You tell them what you want, what you're going to do, and how you're going to do it. That can work. That can't work. That could backfire horribly on you. That that has every option in the world to happen on that one. Because now you could have offended your supervisor, offended their fragile sense of fucking being, and you're not trying to do that, but that's a possibility, and now you could be fucked over doing it. Now, this is where befriending the staff comes in. Because if you befriend the staff and the people that are higher up and the people that are in higher positions that you like and want to have, you learn the mannerisms and the actions of the individuals. You learn that you can't necessarily go to the supervisor because they won't let you go. But you know if you try to go through them, they're going to get offended and potentially fire you or even demote you. So that's where you come into option three, which is my favorite favorite one you just go over or around them you don't deal with them because of their fragile issues their fragile delicate sensibilities of life that can't handle it you just just gonna question me i know better than you i've been a manager for longer i know what's good for the company you don't go back to your desk so instead you decided to go above around them to their boss or their boss's boss, the manager of the department that you want to be in with the higher position, pay, better perks, benefits, whatever it might be. And you sell yourself to them and you give them the rationale and the reasoning of how you in that position is a benefit for the company not a benefit for you. How does this benefit the company by you being in that position? That's how you sell yourself. You don't go in saying, I have been here for X, Y, or Z. I've done A, B, and C, and I deserve one, two, and three. Things don't work out that way. People don't like entitled bitches like that. And unfortunately, that's the millennial way. I deserve this. I'm owed this. You're not owed shit. And if you're in California, you're in an at-will state. They can fire you for any reason. Well, the fucking people are stupid and give you reasons and then get fucking sued for wrongful termination and wonder why. You can't put the cheese in the hamburger right. That's a fireable offense, McDonald's. Not $15 an hour. Again, that's why you're getting replaced with fucking robots. So now you've done what you need to do. You've either asked for permission, you have ran through someone and asked for forgiveness, 
or you want to round them completely and skip the channel command. This has better potential for step three, or excuse me, number three, than it does for one and two. Because now the head of the company, the head of the department, supervisor's boss knows that you mean fucking business and you weren't joking about it. You have pushed your way into that conversation. And that's what matters. That's why it's important. They know you want it. And if you don't get it, they know you're coming back for another one. They know that you mean business. You're not just some fucking cubicle jockey hanging out. And that's what you want them to know. You want to understand why you want that position and they need to know why you're great for that position and why that's great for the company. Now, the final steps for this for me are to compare that job, that position, that whatever to the market value. So check out the job boards. Check out the... LinkedIn jobs, the Indeeds, the Monsters, the ZipRecruiter. God, they've been hitting me up so much. Hey, but I got interviews for literally doing nothing. So I'm happy with it. They've got all of these great things for you that you can see. Glassdoor as well, forgive me. You can see what people are willing to pay for that job. Now, you have to remember, again, if this is in your same department, there's a chance you might not get that big of a raise because just like when it is purchasing some service new, the new customers get the better rates. The new customers get the NFL send a ticket for free, but you've been with them for fucking 10 years and you still have to pay $375 a year. Fuck you, DirecTV. Um, yeah. So, but now you know what the market value is. So, if they don't give you that position, you can put yourself on the market on any of those job boards, any of the headhunters, recruiters, wherever you want to go for it. And you can find jobs that are willing to pay you what you want to make to do what you really want to do. And that's the fantastic part. That's what you want. That's where you want to be at. So now, let's say you get the offer from Acme whatever. Take the offer to your boss. Your boss's boss. Your boss's boss's boss. And say, hey, look. Acme is willing to give me the job I want. They're willing to allow me to work remotely. They're willing to give me a company car or the pay or the PTO, whatever it might be that you want at this great price. Are you willing to meet or beat this offer to keep me here? Now, remember, they didn't want to train someone to lose you. But now they're going to lose you and have to train someone else and train someone new for the position you want in the first place. So, yeah, it's good win-win if you have an offer in hand because you can go, yeah, that is scary as fuck. But that's what you need to do because that's where you're going to be able to get what you want to be. But you have to remember, you don't let... Your manager, don't let your supervisor cut you down. Tell you you're less than what you really are. Because that's just going to show you that you need to get out in the first place and find out, is that where you want to be? And if that is their response to the offer, good riddance. You got an offer and you're out. 
Now, I know a lot of you are thinking that there's other ways of doing things, there's easier ways of doing things, and all this happy horse shit. And you know what? There might be. There, there's possibly other ways of doing it. These are the ways I've seen that have been successful for myself and for other people. I have gone the route my whole life of working hard, being diligent, showing yourself value through your work ethic, and that's got me nowhere. Now, maybe that gets other people other places, but for me, that mentality is old world mentality. That is something that our parents and our parents' parents would have done because they would have been able to get places by working hard and being a good worker and all this happy horse shit. That's not how it works now. And even then, they hated the guy that came in and moved up the ladder quickly and took these high-paying jobs and didn't have to do any other work because they're in this fucking corner office and fuck this guy. Everyone's jealous of that guy. I'm jealous of that guy. So why not be that guy? This is how you get to be that guy. You don't have to be an asshole to be that guy. But you can. You can be that guy. Or girl. This isn't a sexist thing, and I don't do the, what pronoun you want to be. I, 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 we're just not going there. But these are the steps I found for me and many other people to be successful and to be well-paid and to be happy. That's the way to do it. And you should try it out. So you've been in a position for a while, the same company for a while, and you want to move up. You've positioned yourself well to move up, you know you can move up, and you're trying your ass to break that glass ceiling to get through and rise above. Get paid more and have the fucking job, career, and life you want that you think you've earned well enough for. But what's in your way? Your fucked up management, the fucking shitty employees, the fucked up co-workers of yours that can't get the fucking out of your way because they can't get out of their own goddamn way. So what do you have to do? Fuck them. Push. Push harder, push faster, push stronger than they will because all they're going to do is tell you why you shouldn't, why you couldn't, why they should, why they could, why you're better than where you're at now. Fuck them, fuck that, fuck the whole deal. Push harder, show them that they are nothing without you because if you are half of what you think you are, they aren't. If you can't go into work a day after being off and have entire fuck little work on your desk that they didn't do, fuck them. You deserve to be able to be treated and paid the way you want. And if you need to move up in the company to do it, do it. Figure out the right way to do it, the right steps to do, and don't let anyone tell you you can't do it because you can. The people fucking tell you that, they're insecure and jealous and they're fucking pussies. The only reason why you can't do it is because you haven't let yourself be able to. You know you can. Take that fucking step right off that fucking ledge and realize you can do it. You will get fucking higher. You will get paid more and be happier while all this fucking shitheads sitting next to you and around you and your fucking supervisors who are insecure about themselves are sitting there doing fucking menial shit work while you're having a fucking longer lunch hour you're getting paid better for the deals you're performing you're having longer fucking holiday vacations because why you've earned them you said what you wanted you made that fucking promise to yourself and to the management and you stuck to it 
You proved your self-worth. You didn't say that you deserved anything. You weren't fucking entitled and that they owe you a goddamn thing. You made them money. You're making them more money, but you're making money for yourself. You're doing things the right way, going the right way of doing it, and it's going to fucking suck because it's more work. It is fucking hard emotionally if you want to do that, and it's scary as shit. But if you don't do it, some other jackass is going to say something or going to be recommended by the fucking boss's fucking daughter's friend and get the position because, oh, well, I know him because my daughter's friends, husband's wives, nephews, uncle's son knows him. Fuck that. You just got nepotism out of the fucking promotion you should have had because you didn't step the fuck up. The whole idea of the squeaky fucking wheel gets to grease is horseshit. You need to put the right foot forward and be there. You need to make the right connections, be networked with the right people. Just because you say you want it because you think you deserve it doesn't mean shit in this world. Put yourself out there, show you deserve it, show you're better than other people because that will benefit the company. And by benefiting the company, you benefit yourself and your fucking family. Get out there, get up in someone's face, and tell them what you want. Mean it, say it with conviction, and be damn ready to fucking prove it. Because if you can't fucking prove it, what the fuck are you doing? Well, looks like that's all the time I've got for this episode. Don't forget to check out Libsyn if you're looking for the best podcast platform to be hosted on. Promo code Herman to get your first month free. And don't forget to check out thehermanjames.com. Links for Libsyn are going to be on there, as well as our social media marketing checklist as well as so many other great things and insider tips for you, podcasting tips. Check it out. Speaking of podcasts, don't forget to check out nophonynetwork.com. The No Phony Podcast Network has the greatest, greatest podcasts out there. Check them out. They're global. Everyone loves them. They're growing every day. There's a new podcast on there daily. Make sure to like, subscribe, and comment on all those guys. You'll love it. We'll love it for doing it. Can't wait to be New Year's next time.